he's he's checking in he's like hey you're listening in they're there and you're just like oh the droid just like no not now and you're just like sorry dude it's not your fault like you did it right like you're there yeah and you're just like oh man Welcome to the What's Our Verdict podcast, where we fashion ourselves television judge and jury. My name is JJ Crowder. I'm here with my co-hosts, Matt Heiner. Mm, better red than dead. <laughs> and Alec Burgess. Mm, let's get it. I love this. Bring it back. I don't know why I love it so much, but I do. <laughs> we appreciate you tuning in. Uh, those that are live, those that are tuning in later, we love it to death. So go ahead and hit the follow, like, subscribe, bell notification, all those fancy buttons that will help keep you in contact with us and watching our new episodes and, and uh, live shows and all that fun stuff. So we have decided with and or being released uh, as of the 21st of September that we will go live on Thursdays. So now we're going live Mondays and Thursdays. Exciting times. So join us for that as we talk and or. Um. So let's dive in and talk Andor episodes one through three. I am so glad they released three episodes because mm-hmm. and I think they did it on purpose now after I watched it, because if mm-hmm. I'd gotten one episode or two episodes, this, this review would have been a lot different. Agreed. <laughs> Absolutely agreed. And I, even still, not a lot happened, uh-uh. um, but enough got through that I was OK with what went down in these first three episodes but if they had shortened it by any oh i would have been a lot like she hulk's reviews yeah uh no i completely disagree i think this was awesome and i was thoroughly satisfied and cannot wait for more this is not in she hulk territory at but if they only dropped one episode on you yeah what if it had only been the first episode (laughs) i would i would have gone and we had to wait for another week to get I mean, well, would I be as excited as I am now? No, absolutely not. So power power to Disney and Star Wars for realizing, hey, let's we got a good first thing here. And I I guess in that regard, I'll I'll give you a little bit more. But after I would have seen the second episode, I wouldn't be like, I don't know. Have we just watched She-Hulk? We're going to review a little bit. Let's just just not. (laughs) Let's not go there. Let's just not cross those (laughs) wires because this is so good. I. It's just so good. I'm just, it doesn't feel like Star Wars. My biggest compliment is to this so far. It feels like an extension of what I liked about Rogue One. And the word that comes to mind for me is refreshing. I think a lot of Star Wars is played out time and time again. Same narrative, same kind of feel. It's just like a feeling of Star Wars, which I love Star Wars, but I think we're trying to re-encapsulate what happened years ago. And you also need to evolve and Star Wars has not really done that well. We keep trying to say it's back, like a like a sports franchise, saying that, oh, we're back, we're back to the glory years. And usually that just means you're trying to re- repeat what worked then, meaning it doesn't work now, and you kind of have to reinvent yourself. And to me, this kind of like the Mandalorian to an extent, this feels like a reinvention that I'm excited to see where it goes. Yeah, and I'll, we got some comments here that I'll get to in just a second, but... Um. Yeah, I agree with both of you. I I enjoyed the show. Oh, aside, JJ. <laughs> no, I'm not, well. Look, I liked it. I enjoyed it, but it took me till the middle of episode three. It took you that long? Yeah, oh. for me to be completely bought in. Oh. The, the first episode, I was like, "Where? What's going on?" 
then the second episode i was like we're still i still don't know what why we're doing what we're doing like i'm i get that we're being introduced to cassian but the beauty of cassian andor is we've already been introduced to cassian so we didn't need this level of introduction that the first two episodes gives us now that being said all three episodes together are a great ramp up for what's to come and i believe there's 12 episodes of this show so we needed that ramp up i just don't think without the first three being released all at once i would have enjoyed it i think if it had just been the first episode i'd be pissed right now that's just where i'm at because i don't feel like the first episode did enough because it was doing something that in effect had already been done just from a different angle that to be honest i don't care that much about so with that being said we have zach milne talks movies is has a couple of comments he says uh what's up he goes i enjoyed these three episodes um it sounds like we did two together or with Matt's and all of them. And then he liked, I like the fugitive on the run feel of the show. And I will say that my favorite part of this show goes right along with what Zach Milne talks movies is talking about. And that is there is a, an underlying tension that goes with these three episodes that no other star Wars movie show since probably empire has had like it, it's tense the whole time even in the first two episodes that I didn't necessarily get fully into, there's a level of tension because you're like, when is this all going to come to a head? And then when it finally does, it's pretty cool. Well, I, I think that's Diego Luna because as far mm. as their bad guy goes with the corporation, <laughs> like, I wasn't super impressed. I don't know about you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoyed the Highlander. Yeah, I was going to say, I like the Scottish dude a lot. but sergeant was amazing. Mm -hmm. But this, like, deputy secretary investigator, like a huge nerd. Yeah. I did like at the end, though, when he's having this, you know, he just watched this speeder blow up and, like, all these guys are dead and he just got held up and screwed up. He has to be thinking, why didn't I just freaking file this as an accident? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like... Ooh, he's gonna get his ass ripped. <laughs> I love. I, I gotta be honest. I I love that character. To me, it just felt the perspective is something that I haven't. Maybe it's just I don't watch enough Star Wars stuff, but I've seen a lot. But I I just feel like that was a perspective I hadn't seen before. Like someone coming from the other side, trying to do their job and do it well, but trying to rise up the, the ladder. But it wasn't. I ha- I did, haven't seen a stormtrooper yet in this film, and seeing that them a government contractor basically is what we're looking at to an extent just a a super unique perspective but still the unbeknownst hate that these people all the blue suits are here but it was basically the same thing as a stormtrooper but not to an extent and the lawlessness that that they operate and just the ruthlessness that they have Uh, but i'd love to see through that character's eyes because he was trying to do his job correctly but you could see the longer he did it like it was kind of a power trip and then as jj talked about the look in his eyes at the end of just being like oh f like what's gonna happen to me now yeah Yeah. do what you're told (laughs) well and it all starts because he's so upset about the fact that two of his colleagues have been killed right but then, like, the the main guy, like, his his commanding officer is like, yeah, but these guys were dicks. It's not worth You don't get paid on. overtime. Yeah, like, not only that, but, like, <laughs> you don't get – but, like, the fact that he goes through this list of, look, 
they were in a place that shouldn't be there. They were doing some stuff that they shouldn't have been doing. You know that they got into this pissing match with Cassie and Andor, got wrecked because they were stupid. Let's just move on before someone else gets hurt. And now the just absolute calamitous carnage that happened to his more of his colleagues because of him not following orders. I love that juxtaposition of the two points of view from where he's coming from now. And I, while he wasn't my favorite character to begin with, I hope we see more of him now because I feel like he's a very fleshed out character's beginnings, right? That we can see maybe some transitions. Maybe he even becomes a more hardened member of the, the empire that he, maybe he goes from whatever this corporation security to the empire in order to be able to help track down Cassian. I'm interested now, even though I wasn't, I didn't love him the first two episodes, but in the third watching this, I was like, okay, it was worth it to see that full circle. I hope he gets fired and has to be a bounty hunter. That would be funny. Well, clearly he's not extremely adept at the art of warfare. (laughs) Yeah. He doesn't have uh, quite the gumption for being a bounty hunter, I don't think. He certainly uh, caved pretty quick when he had a gun to the back of his head. (laughs) So, Uh, All right, JJ, one thing I want to know, what Easter eggs did I miss? You know, I didn't catch a ton. I thought it was interesting that the the flashbacks of – Casa, Casa, when he was a kid. Um, and that was took, the Republic? Yeah, it had to have taken place during, because of the time frame. So we're, the main story takes place in BBY 5, so five years before the Battle of Yavin. Oh, I was going to ask about, thank you for, that was one of my other questions. I was a little confused about what, what did that mean? I knew you would know. Yeah, so the Battle of Yavin is is the, wow, my mind just went blank. Anyway. It's the big, yeah. That's where they where they blew the up the Death on. Star. Yeah, where they blew up the first Death Star. Okay. Um, so, yeah, Historic BBY is the the. Why can I not get? It's to like UK Matson, so <laughs> it's a it's a landmark time for Star Wars. Mm. Yeah, so everything's BBY before the Battle of Yavin or ABY after the Battle of Yavin, pretty much in Star Wars. So, yeah. So we're beat five years before the first movie, basically. And so by going back in that level of time, he's obviously in the middle of the Clone Wars era. So... He would. That was very interesting. That that ship was a Republic thing. So, other than that, I didn't see a ton. I mean, there was the call out for like the little droid that zapped the weird dog monster while it was peeing on him. Like that was definitely like a droid move, like zapping it. So that was kind of a cool callback. Um, but yeah, I don't know that there was a ton of. Mm-hmm real call which i was okay with to be honest with you because i went in looking for a bunch of stuff and i'm like i like that there's not a bunch of calls to the earlier stuff or later stuff because i like it when they try to make them stand on their own a little bit and i'm cool with easter eggs don't get me wrong i enjoy finding them but that was kind of refreshing to not have that 
Um, I do like that it's a little grittier type show. Now, I know they've done that with The Mandalorian and things like that, but I like that it was even more, I, I don't want to say adult, because it's not like we're watching something that's like rated R, but there were like actual real lives happening, like with uh, Bix, this woman that he's obviously great friends with and had a relationship with at some point, and Tim with an extra M, don't miss that mm-hmm. up. But Tim, like them having a booty call in the middle of the night, like that's mm-hmm. never happened in Star Wars, that kind of thing. So it's like, I like that they're leaning into some of the more adult th- themes. And again, not, but just real life stuff. You know what I mean? So I thought I, I like that grittier nature of the show up to this point so far as well. But that's yeah, fair. it was a shock. I was like, whoa. That's never happened before. <laughs> well, we go into a, we start the show in a house of ill repute, which I thought was interesting too. We've never had a, uh, a uh, brothel in Star Wars before, which I also thought was interesting because you know that stuff exists. So, because it always does. Um, Stellan Skarsgård. Ha-ha. I love Dude, this guy's got his foot in everything. I Dude, swear. <laughs> I love Stellan Skarsgård. He's so versatile and like he just plays such a grumpy old bugger so well. You know what I mean? So I'm excited to see him more with Cassian. Like I think that could be a very that interesting scene duo. in the warehouse with like the motors, whatever that were hoisted up from the dialogue to the action. Man, that was. Uh, like an awesome five minutes that was one of the coolest uh like uh blaster battles in star wars i could think of in a while because you've never i've never seen something like that there's the sheer stuff falling from the roof you got shooting back and forth trying to get the item that he was originally going to sell having to leave it all behind and then the strategy outside of it to get out of the town like just super cool i really appreciated just the the dialogue there and character development as well as just the action i thought the merriment there was pretty pretty good and i think that's what i really enjoyed about the show it's not just solid dialogue and character development but there's been some action that at times i think in star wars is really just dependent on like jedis to an extent to, to really flush it out but one of the cooler um pistol battles that i've seen yeah well and i love like the background of them like the townsfolk like banging on the metal like chime things the whole time and then you just have Oh, what's the actress's name? That's basically playing Andor's adopted mom. She's so cool. Uh, I can't think of her name. Fiona Shaw. Fiona Shaw. So Fiona Shaw sitting there telling those guys like, "Yeah, you're in it now, dude." And it's you think it's bad now? Just wait till it stops. Wait till it stops, because then you're in for it. And I love the moment that it stops is when that guy tries to take off in the ship, and you just see and you remember. I remember seeing his friend that he had set up like the covering for him early on in the ep- first episode going, what, why is he there? Like that's not, and then all of a sudden you see that ship and that ropes like tied to it. I was like, dope. <laughs> I was like, this, this place is awesome. Cause you know, he's made some serious friends like, and they're all there for him and they don't care. Like we'll take you down. I thought that was really cool dynamic that they had going on with the city. Yeah, the last 15, 20 minutes of this episode, the third episode, were great, great television. Really entertaining. So with our timeline, JJ, being five years before the Battle of Yavin, 
Mm-hmm. Why didn't they set it there? Because it's kind of backing themselves into another corner once again. Yeah. Uh, with yeah. what the story they're telling, because there's not a lot of time between now and Rogue One. And we've yeah. seen that he has no idea about any kind of rebellion up until this point. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I, I just didn't get it. Like, why set it here? Why not give you guys an extra five, ten years um, to go somewhere with it? Oh, sorry, Mattson, you're muted. You have to start all over. I was going to say, they could be going the 24 route where, like, every hour is like a day and so much <laughs> happens. Oh, let's Please, no. <laughs> I was one of the few that just could not stand 24. Where you're like, that man, that reason. one day is like in the encapsulation of, like, two years of your life. Yeah. I, I hated that format. Like, hated it. Um. Man, Alec, that's such a good question. Because I, I had a thought too when I started to realize when that per- popped up and it's like BBY five. I was like, what? I was like, because I'm pretty sure Rogue One. I mean, took place like, I mean, obviously it was it bumps up against uh, a New Hope, so we're bumping into you. You got a five year. Yeah, you got a five-year gap is basically what they're saying. And I get that. But one of the major lines from from that movie when we start talking about Rogue One is Cassian acting like he's been part of the Rebellion for... Since he was six. Yeah, forever. And I'm like, but now he's only been part of it since five years before? Like, I'm confused. So I just looked at it. Rogue One was set in BBY Zero. Um it, so it, I guess technically we have like four and a half years, five-ish years until the what we saw in Rogue One actually transpires. And if you think about it in terms of our lives and such, I mean, a lot can happen in five years. Yeah, yeah, but didn't didn't, didn't he say it? Some of us have been doing this since they were kids or whatever. I don't remember. It's been a long time since I. It's something like that, and I don't really care about that specifically because he does get picked up by what's her bucket, Fiona Shaw, sure. and taken off world. So I could. Like, you know, I could see that. My thing was, why limit yourself, right? If you made this yeah. 10 BBY, you can essentially tell the same exact story. But now you have a whole, you know, you've doubled the time that you can mess around with. Yeah. And, uh, you know. Maybe they only want a limited series. I, I, I All I'm saying is, after the first three episodes, I'm bought into what they're trying to sell me. So I'm going to I I'm gonna give them the benefit of the doubt for now. But I think it's a healthy skepticism. Because all you're trying to say, Alec, is knock another five years out. We can ha- If this is going great, give me more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Set yourself up to succeed rather than back yourself into a corner. Because there's nothing else that would prevent them from giving us an extra five years or an extra ten years in the timeline. Yeah. If they wanted to, or they, you know, or maybe oh, hey, they want to do sure because we know that he is going to die at some point. So there's so much, so much we can give that you can be invested in the suspension of like, because technically we all know watching this, like we we're like, oh man, like they're coming, they're gonna get him. And you're like, well, like he's gonna get out of it, or even if he gets captured, he's gonna get out of it later because we know what happens to him at, at an extent. So I don't know. Yeah. The only thing I can think of from like a logistical standpoint is there are a lot of things that they're doing and have done and are working on that fall kind of within that like 15 years before the Battle of Yavin type stuff. So like post 
uh, Revenge of the Sith to up to A New Hope. You have a lot of things that they've done, or even up to Rogue One, if you want to start there. You've got things like the Obi-Wan Kenobi show. That was nine BBY. So that falls in there. So if you go back too far, then you're bumping up against that again in a timeline. Now, I don't know why that would matter considering what's going on there. It actually matches up pretty well with this show, in my opinion. Um, but you also, the other thing that you have to worry about logistically is, is uh, the actor's age. And it just escaped me his name, but Cassian's age, he's, Right now, luckily, he still looks like he did in Rogue One. Another More beers, years. that'll help. Yeah, that's true. A few years from now, he may not have that same look. You have to worry about that catch-up to where that is, and then you got to start worrying about things like that. But you also have, like, the Jedi Fallen Order, and now you're going to have the new Jedi Survivor game that are taking place. Fallen Order was 14 BBY, so you have that coming up against it. The new one's going to be taking place, I believe, right about the same time as Kenobi. So you're somewhere in that 9, 10 or less BBY. So they actually have a lot of content that's going to be falling within that time frame. So that's the only things that I could think of. That's fair. But I'm with you. I think they could have done a little bit more just to give us some some buffer. But I'm not going to question Filoni and freaking... Favreau, the double F, they've got it figured out so far, with the exception of Boba Fett. <laughs> that was a little weird. <laughs> so. True that. Yeah, that was a little weird. Um, I thought it was interesting that the droid needed extra power to lie. Yeah, that was, was that like, was funny, though. Takes more than the algorithm or something. Yeah, I thought that was an interesting demo and i like the little droid i was like this is a cool design like the up and down and the kind of tank looking thing and he was kind of funny i liked him star wars has always got that from what um, they always make you feel for a machine and they're always good with the little animals like say what you want about some of the rest of it but man they've always throughout their made like they're good at that every time it gets me yeah yeah the droids are amazing you fell for that droid when the comms link He's he's checking in. He's like, hey, you're listening. And they're there. And you're just like, oh, the droid. Just like, no, not now. And you're just like, sorry, dude. It's not your fault. Like, you did it right. Like, you're there. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, man. Yeah. The way that they got that expression, too. Like, as soon as the voice comes over and the top part of him just kind of goes, (laughs) like, son of a bitch. (laughs) It was the worst. Oh, shoot. Yeah, I think overall, though, I'm excited for the rest of the show. I'm glad they did the first three episodes. I think they realized that you were going to need to do that. And maybe they planned it that way. Because, I mean, it was like a small movie, right? Like, it was a – which I thought, like I said, it was good. I think together they worked really well as an introduction to the show. So I'm glad they did it that way. Let this be a lesson to other TV shows out there. Like – Think about how you're doing your premiere, because I think the more I think about what Alex said, sure, I, I we would have gotten to the point of excitement, but we wouldn't be where we are at right now in all the good things I'm hearing about this show because of if they did episode one, people would be like, eh, and I think I would have been in that group too, of like, okay, like, liked it, but I need more, I'm unsure. 
And I think that's the art of a TV premiere because we've seen so many others where it takes us so long to get there. And shoot, if you're going to take that long and you got 12 episodes, give me the first three. I know you're going to get a little less in the ad revenue and everything, but if you nail it on the first opening weekend like a big movie would, it's going to carry, you're going to get so many more people that are going to talk about it, watch it, and you're probably going to make more. And I, I think there's an art to be to be found there. Agreed. Would have been a very different live review. Oh, if I was just the first. I would have gone ham if it was just the first one. I yeah, think I would need to a higher standard. Yeah, I would have gonna... just sat here and been like, I'm bored. I, you know, because I the first episode ended, and I was like, mm, this is a good thing. There's more. Yeah. <laughs> really but, good thing there's more. And I love Star Wars. Look, I even enjoyed Boba Fett to a certain degree. But because it's Star Wars, that's the one thing that will always get me hyped, no matter what it is or how bad it is, with the exception of the uh, Christmas <laughs> the, special. The Christmas special. That was misjudged. Wookiee terrible. Life Day is terrible. underappreciated, JJ. Yeah, that, that shit was terrible. But everything else, I'll get excited for Star Wars. So I would have enjoyed it. But I would have been more disappointed than I am. But right now I'm hyped. I'm ready to rock. I can't wait for next Thursday or next Wednesday. So gonna be exciting. Um, Zach Milne talks movies. Thanks for chiming in, my friend. Uh, we appreciate it. Looks like you probably have a show of your own. We'll have to go check it out. We encourage everybody else to go do that as well. So uh, we always like fellow creators and we appreciate it. Uh, Matson, tell everybody where they can find us. Yeah, if you're not already listening on uh, Facebook or YouTube Live for our live events, with we're do, doing Andor on Thursday. Uh, on Monday, we're doing Rings of Power and House of the Dragon. Uh, check us out there if you want to listen to us on our podcasts. We are wherever good podcasts can be found on What's Our Verdict reviews and on our website at whatsourverdict.com. Uh, you can check out what's upcoming on our Coming Soon page as well as uh, reach out to us on at hosts at whatsourverdict.com if you want us to watch something, talk about something, we're more than happy to hear from you. And then on social media, we're most active on our TikTok and Instagram and Facebook uh, at What's Our Verdict. So hit that follow, like, or subscribe. We appreciate you. We love our live comments that have come through the last couple of, of times and keep doing it. Absolutely. We appreciate it. We love it. Um, I have been terrible at keeping up with our email. Charles, our good friend Charles has emailed a bunch of stuff. So we appreciate him chiming in as well. Uh, he sent some interesting movie thoughts and then uh, is talking about some episodes that he's been watching, including Old Moonfall that we just <laughs> blasted. Do you know that was, he told me in this email, get this before we sign out. Did you know that was originally supposed to be a trilogy? Oh, man. They were going to make two JJ more. died. I would have given up on Hollywood anyway. Uh, so we always appreciate it. We do read the emails. We will get back to you. Um, sometimes it will take a while, but we'll get there. And with that, we appreciate you tuning in. We'll catch you on the next one. Bye. Cinemagic out.